0: Welcome into Brine Time. I'm Jeremiah Coughlin, and it is time for the Brine. Let's talk Pickle Baseball. Ladies and gentlemen, with Jake Silverman on the road living those comedy dreams this summer, I've called in some reinforcements to help pick up the slack. I'm excited to introduce guest co-host, Pickle's Baseball's newest member of the public address team, the man with the golden voice, Joe Simons.
1: Thank you, Jeremiah.
0: Welcome, Joe.
1: It's great to be here. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I did co-host it, excuse me, guest co-host it one time with Jake
0: mm-hmm.
1: back in the day. It was a lot of fun, and I'm excited to talk to you about Pickles Baseball Summer, hot dogs, boy, ev- everything in back. between.
0: The boys are back.
1: Some boys of summer are back. It was it was great to be out at the Walkman. Really,
0: it, I think you know, like you know, we're not going to talk a whole bunch about the you know what why we weren't there last year, anything like that. We're not going to bring anybody down, but it, you know, after not having it and, you know, and, and, just even that, that lapse in time of like, Oh, I haven't seen these guys, you know, like, yeah. you know, the, the people who work there, all those people, it's like, and now it's just like zero to a hundred and you know, like starting Wednesday night, all the way through Sunday, every night. I mean, I was there, every night. Uh, you know, just, Just having the best time and you know, the crack of the bat, the whole nine man, it was just like so ah, I feel so happy to be there. You know, it's like
1: Me too. And I know I bring this up whenever I talk picks, but it's it's important. This community of Lentz and the park and everything around, there is such a well, I'll say it, there's a there's a negative connotation with this area of Portland. And the pickles are this shining light in Walker Stadium that always brings joy. People from all walks of life, different areas geographically in the Portland metro area, they all descend to Walker Stadium. And it's just really cool to have that back, just to have the noise, like you said, the crack of the bat. Even the dolphin. I'm even excited to hear the dolphin, Jeremiah, once again.
0: Were you a a non-dolphin fan?
1: Do you know the dolphin story? So... My job has some perks. I, I I learn the history of the dolphin sound effect that is so beloved at Walker Stadium.
0: I mean, I have a pretty, I got a pretty good background on it. Just oh. I know the people involved, but let's sure. hear it. I mean, if you can give, well, me well, maybe the, our
1: stories don't align. So let me throw you what I get. Yeah,
0: let's hear the cliff notes.
1: So I am doing PA for the Pickles this season, and I sit right next to Alex, the sound guy, and he's got his little iPad up. And folks, it is it is quite a display of music. And by the way, if you have suggestions. I'm sorry, Alex, but you did say this to me. Alex said this is not a dictatorship. If you have ideas, bring them to him. So we sit on the wickles, pickles party deck. Come on over. But Alex is, you know, you sit next to someone during a baseball game. You're going to talk about a lot of different stuff. and And he played the dolphin. And he's like, man, they love that thing, don't they? And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, well, how that started was. Very first Pickles game, maybe not the first game, but it's better for the story. So we'll say the very first Pickles game. The soundboard was just a general soundboard, right? It wasn't like designed for baseball or anything like that. And there was a dolphin sound effect in there and it was accidentally pushed. And the person who did it, it wasn't Alex who was ever preceded him, tried to like cover it up real quick. But the second they hit that dolphin, people laughed. They loved it. And so they were like, oh, I think I've got something here. So hit hit it again, people went crazy. Hit it again, they went even more crazy. And from that day, Pickles fans just expect the dolphin. I can't explain it. I don't understand mm-hmm. it. It's just one of those things that is. People love the dolphin.
0: There's a lot I mean, you know, like we could go pretty deep on just those things at Walker Stadium, right? And people, you know, the newest the newest fans, we love people. You're always welcome at Walker stadium, but the newest fans are like, what's with the chairs? What's with this? What's, you know, like what's going on here? And it's like, Oh, there's a lot of like kind of idiosyncratic things that happen here that are like quote unquote tradition, but it's like, Oh, if, if you have no idea, then you have no idea. And so, you know, like the dolphin noise is definitely one of those things where, you know, I don't, I don't know if you were there that game, but I hit him with a like, Hey, give me some dolphin. And he like, was immediate with it you know it was almost
1: as if he was reading your mind it was it was awesome
0: yeah and i always i'll throw in a i'll throw in a more dolphin every now and then and then sometimes i'll throw in a less dolphin uh if i've just i've heard enough dolphin for the night you know and i know not everybody not everybody loves it you know but it's i think i think it's a fun thing you know it's a good
1: it, it is a fun thing. I, I'll say this. I think Alex maybe has the hardest job at Walker Stadium because no less than probably a dozen times throughout the course of a night-inning baseball game, people, employees, fans, people who just wandered into the stadium, I think, everyone's got an opinion about the music and the sound effects. And Alex, to his credit, he takes it in stride, takes all that feedback. I asked for Quad City DJ's the train. And at any later, it was being played, baby. He is he is he's go. he's got a tough job and he's uh yeah, that that is the dance. You can't see Jeremiah doing the dance, but he he is Choo-choo. in his mid thirties just like me. I've derailed that look, I've, I've I have totally de- de- derailed this podcast, and I've I've only been guest co-hosting for what, just a few minutes now. Please.
0: Derailed, get it? The train? Huh? How about a little pickle report? Pickle report. Pickle report. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, based on the first, you know, they split those opening preseason games, and, you know, it was like the Gherkins one game and the Wild Bills the next game, and they were kind of longer games, and, you know, I mean, I know people were kind of kicking the rust off and that kind of stuff, but I was like, ooh, this could be, This could be interesting. And then um, once we got into the actual real, you know, the season started two out of three from the Apple Sox, a one hitter. I mean, the one hitter was just incredible. That game, it's from start to finish. They were laying down bunts for, you know, like squeeze plays, like just fundamental. It was they're good. I mean, they're good. The pitching's good.
1: The McVay boy.
0: Oh, the McVeigh boy. Yeah, I wouldn't talk to him. I was like, You're you're cool with this? He How does he like, feel about yeah. that? He likes it. He likes Good. it. Good. Yeah. Good. No, I you know, I always check in with them. Like I don't want to demon, you know, I don't want to hit anybody with a nickname, but his parents are always there and they've always been, you know, big, you know, fans and supporters and you know, nice to us and everything. So it's like, you know, the McVeigh boy. And uh, you know, he's been around. He's one of those guys like Gabe Scoro who's been around. This is I think his third season. So it's like they've been doing they've been there as long as we have, kinda of thing, you know? And so it just feels like natural and normal. Like Skoros the same way. Like, you know, his family's there and they're just they're a part of that same community that we're talking about. But yeah. Yeah. He he what he did five strikeouts last night. Um
1: Yeah, the staff is awesome. Like I get that these good. kids all have limits on the number of pitches they're they're going to throw in a game obviously because they all play for universities and their coaches don't want them coming to the summer and throwing out their arm but right when when I see Guru or McVay get it going a little bit I'm like oh man I know they got to come out but they could throw a two hitter by themselves tonight but the staff looks very very deep it is it is a very impressive pitching staff and obviously you got Jablonsky and the Big O hitting dingers over the weekend so Mm-hmm. Squad shaping up good early, and I'm, I'm sure there's a pile of kids that are going to be coming in as we get later on in the summer too. So, to yeah, be the iceberg, I think
0: the, they said there was like ten or fifteen kids that aren't even here yet. Yeah, yeah, I saw the like roster. There's, gonna, there's a lot. It's going to be it's going to be deep. But yeah, uh, Gardino was the other kid from uh, Wofford who he went yard yesterday uh, or hit a big double, big double, big double off the you know like deep center. I mean, and then the Gabes, we get Gabe Scoro and Gabe Arano. Uh It's going to be like just the, they're both super fast and good in the field. And it's going to be amazing. I I really like this team. It's it's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be squad. fun summer.
1: And I love, you know, I don't want to throw Nate under the bus because I haven't stood next to him. But, you know, Nate Libel appears to be someone who is probably about eye level with, you know, 5'8 Joe Simons. I love me a small catcher behind the plate with a wicked arm. As soon as I saw him gun one at second, like first or second inning that I was out there, I'm like, oh, that's my guy. Libel behind the plate. Love that kid. Yeah. It's a fun squad. He's
0: got a cool name, too.
1: A lot of great names in this team. Holy cow. Andrew yeah. Del Biagio. Love that one. Mm-hmm. Pitcher. Yeah. Guru. I like Jablonski mm. a lot. Jablonski is so fun to say. And it's, it's interesting. And
0: he's I like thought a that I was. Jacob, yeah, I, Jim, you know, that helps.
1: I thought that I was going to, like, pre-rehearse the way I was going to say these kids' names. But I find that I'm just, like, letting it, lettin it happen on the field and and see what happens. Can I run one yeah. by you? Or should I just do it at Walker Stadium? We shouldn't, no, we shouldn't let's run hear it. through.
0: No, let's hear it. Practice it.
1: I was going to do a, uh, Oli, Oxen free, Oli Arson.
0: Okay, okay. That's fun. You know, just mix yeah. it
1: up a little bit. I the Big O is great, but I feel like it gets repetitive if I say the, the same thing over and over again.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's like you know, you got to give these kids a chance too. I mean, it's like there was it was like their second game, and it's like you know, you want to give them some time to get their personalities and right. who they are, and let them kind of establish themselves. as who they are as Portland Pickles too. I mean, yeah, you can't
1: just, just have these. Two lunatics on microphones dictating who they're gonna be.
0: Oh, by the way. <laughs> Ole Arnson, though, I mean, it just to me he sounds like he sounds like a goon on a hockey team when I hear that name. Like that's why it's like uh, Ogie Ogi Oglethorpe from uh Slapshot. You know, yeah. like that's what I think.
1: Ole Arnson definitely is someone who just committed a five minute major.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the kid can hit. You know, he was good at first base. He was solid. God,
1: the, you know? second, the second the ball left his bat last night, you didn't even have to see it. You could just hear it. And it cleared the fence by a mile.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they were killing Wenatchee. I mean, and I think Wenatchee, they looked like they were like a good team. I mean, that first game was, was some fundamental stuff. There was like three errors, you know, and it was like. They returned the favor the next night. Same deal, you know. The pickles had three errors in the next game, and they didn't win. You know, like this league, these good these kids are good enough that if you give up three errors, no matter what happens in the game, you're probably not going to come out on top. You know, and that's just like the reality of it. Is it's it's a good it's a good level of baseball, and you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but it's going to be a
1: fun season. I can't wait, buddy.
2: Pickle report.
1: Hey folks, this week's brine time is brought to you by Kraken Strength. Never heard of them? Well, Kraken Strength is the premier strength and conditioning facility in the Portland area. They offer group fitness classes, advanced competitive and sports specific training. At Kraken Strength, you'll find a community of fitness, knowledgeable staff, and the support you need to successfully meet your goals, no matter what level of fitness you're starting out at. They're located in Tigard, Oregon, and you can check them out at crackandstrength.com. Be sure to tell them the Brine Time Boys sent you. Fear and Loathing in Tacoma is the newest podcast from comedian Jeremiah
0: Coughlin, where he interviews rock stars, comedians, and generally interesting people about their psychedelic experiences. New episodes every Friday. Check it out on Podcast Republic, iTunes, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes terrifying, always interesting. This is fear and loathing. It it we love you, Loathing! Pickle of the week. What do you got for Pickle of the Week, Joe?
1: Ugh. It's such an easy pick. Probably the easiest we're going to have all season. Yep. Frontline workers, healthcare professionals, folks that volunteered to vaccinate people, the military folks that were at the VAC sites. That's who was taking care of me. I went up to the Clark County Fairgrounds and really all the folks that have worked to keep us safe during the last year. It's got to be them. It's got to be.
0: A hundred percent. It's the whole reason we get to to be here and do this. Um, folks that are getting their shots. The funny thing was it was a military um, person. The first shot I got, I think both of them, I think they tried to send me to just like a volunteer for my second shot because it was a, I was at the um, convention center mm. and there was just volunteers in there too. But I was like, no, 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 I need somebody. I want somebody in fatigues. Yeah, and he uh, was a little the, safer. Yeah, the so the or maybe worse, I don't know. But the first shot, I asked her. I was like, "You've got this," you know. And I was asking kind of everybody. I was like, "You got it?" And she was like, "Yeah." And I was like, well, "You know what? Let me know." You know, what's the deal? And she's like, pretty low scale on the different, all the different vaccinations I've had to take, you know? And I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, these, these folks go into like third world countries, man. They've got shots that you can't even, That's a great you point. know, imagine. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, no kidding. And she was just like, yeah, you know, she's like, I felt kind of cruddy for a day and then whatever. I was like, all right, cool. And then, you know, I gave her a fist bump and then boom, done. And it was just, it was just that fast. So, all of those folks, we salute you. Pickle of the week, like I said, you know we already have had, um, you know, salute to the uh, you know the frontline workers and the um, medical field employees uh, already out there at Walker Stadium, and I think they're going to do a couple of those. And you know, easy also uh, honorable mention to all the staff at Walker Stadium. I mean, like that yeah. that that machine just turned right back on. You know? It was kind
1: of amazing. Like I, <laughs> obviously, is. well, you know, look, I, I, I've been a season ticket holder with my girlfriend Lacey from the jump. We were there season one, and we've never gotten the behind the scenes look. We just kind of were there and enjoyed the game as a spectator. But to be a part of the machine a little bit now, it's kind of amazing. Game one, how much they had their stuff together. Like I expected, frankly, like a little bit of chaos and. You know, there's gonna be a bit of that mixed in, but for not having done this for a couple of years and to get right back into it and deal with nearly two two thousand people that you had yeah. on, on, on Pride Night and do that so quickly is it's remarkable, man. Shout out to everyone out there.
0: Yeah, it is it's like a diesel engine. You know, it's like once you once you get it to turn over and it's we're going. And it did. And it was it was cool and it was so good to see, you know, like the the new kids, like the new interns and you know, like people that are like, I don't really know even what, what's going on, you know? And then, you know, folks that were like, Oh, Hey, like, you know, that you haven't seen in a long time. And just, yeah, all my, all my friends at Walker stadium, man, it is, it's a party. It's a nine inning party and it's fun to be a part of. So it was, that's a, that's a second uh, easy honorable mention on that one.
1: Yeah, no, I think so. And Hey, just to put a button on the pickle of the week, There's a promotion that if you go to portlandpicklesbaseball.com, four to six frontline workers a game are getting tickets. And you just go and submit a nomination. If you know a frontline worker who deserves to see some free Pickles Baseball, and all of them do, just go to portlandpicklesbaseball.com.
0: Yes. Get more healthcare professionals and people that have helped us out over through all of this to the games. They deserve it. They'll be treated like a king. Uh, as soon as, as I think they're giving it a couple games to like gather a list of people, and then they'll start right. firing those out, and I'll be uh, I'll be on the mic. Those people will be getting shout shouts outs for me for sure. Because now we got to eat a pickle. It's pickle of the week.
1: Oh yeah, wickles,
0: dirty dill cocktail cornichons.
1: Should I get the open of the? Because I, I I haven't cracked the seal. Yeah. Are you ready for this?
0: Oh yeah, mm. I wasn't Ooh. planning on it. And then I came home last night, and someone was like, "Hey, those pickles you got are really good." <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had a little sample before me, so. So what are we eating here? These are tiny little dirty dill. They're I think they're spicy mm. from what I've heard, and they're just little. They're like a cocktail. It's like a cornichon. So it's like a gherkin. Cornichon. Yeah, it's like a smaller pickle.
1: Cornichon.
0: Yeah, it's like a you know, if you pickled like a baby corn, that's what it looks like.
1: So to me, but. it's a one biter, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Well you gotta cheers. 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 <laughs> give it a little give it a little time. That's spicy mm,
1: to me. There's the case. I'm
0: a very I'm a Are spicy sensitive? adverse. Yeah. Look at me.
1: I'm gonna... I can't.
0: <laughs> the sun is a million miles away, and it can burn me, Joe. You think I can eat spicy stuff? You think I'm just hogging down jalapenos? I looked at you
1: with the red hair, the red beard. I was like, oh, yeah, that, that makes
0: sense. Yeah.
1: All right. This know.
0: guy's pigmently challenged. That's what you call that. Those are good, though. They're good. They're kind of addictive spicy.
1: Well, that's the thing is you told me that, who was it, Alan? Just polished off a jar of these, chilling. I can see yeah. why he did that. I,
0: Sitting on the party deck, someone handed it to him, and then he was like, sticking his dirty little fingers down in there, and he was trying to get, he was like, hey, you want some of these? I was like, no, man. It's like an no, unopened
1: jar. Yeah. That sounds yeah. good.
0: So, yeah, the official, I mean, you, you do the read. What is it? They're the they're the official party deck of the- Wickles Pickles,
1: the official pickle of the Portland Pickles and Gherkins. Yes. usually don't talk my mouth full.
0: Get Wickled. Mm. Get wickled or
1: whatever. Alright, and you guys have like a rating system, don't you?
0: Yes. Thanks for reminding me. I'd say for me that's probably I'd say it's a double. I think it's it's like as far as pickles goes, it's got a good balance. It's vinegary but also spicy, but it doesn't have like that kind of you know, like pickles you can you can make a bad pickle pretty easily.
1: You can. I feel like this is these are,
0: they're good.
1: This is this is definitely a cocktail pickle. I could if I was at a party and I didn't know anybody, I'd park myself by a bowl of these, these delicious Wickles Dirty Dill Cocktail Cornichons. And uh, for that reason, for getting me out of an awkward social situation, potentially, I'm going to give it a stand-up double, which is a little better than a double. Yeah. So stand-up yeah. double for me.
0: Beautiful. Wickles, And frontline healthcare professionals, all of those folks— we salute you, Pickle of the Week. First one of the season. Congrats. Congratulations. All right, everybody. It is time for one of our favorite segments, Inside the Jar. This week, Joe and I are joined by Brooke Olsendam, Dam, striated reporter for the Portland Trailblazers. She was very awesome. She got to throw out a first pitch at one of the Pickles games over the weekend and was kind enough to come on and talk to us about sports and life and all kinds of stuff. Very awesome human being, and we had a great time talking to her. So enjoy.
2: I loved it. I thought it was so entertaining the way you guys kind of... It's different. It's, It's fresh. You know, you got different voices. There's always... There's always room for different voices in especially a fun, relaxed baseball game in the summertime. I love that. That's what fans love when you're getting after the other team, you're making fun of stuff, you're making it light. I thought it was genius. I thought you guys you're, you're onto something there for sure.
0: Thank you. Well, yeah, we're kind of getting back into it. It's it's, this is a newest iteration. And I think uh, Joe and I together have a really good, I said that to one of the interns. I was like, I've known Joe for years and they're like, have you? And I'm like, well, yeah, when you think about it, I've known, you know, like four, mm-hmm. four or five years. Yeah. I mean, it's weird to say, but um, yeah, I think that that dynamic is working very well for us. But yeah, it is kind of weird where I'm like, just having too much fun. And, you know, everyone, like, this, <laughs> this is great. We love this. And then I come home and my wife's like, your socks are on the floor. You're the worst. And I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the pickles guy. I'm the,
2: everyone you don't understand. <laughs>
0: I'm beloved. Shoot me right down. So,
1: Brooke, you threw out the first pitch the other night, Mm -hmm. and well, okay. First of all, I called it a strike on the PA mic, so it's officially a strike in the scorebook. (laughs) But I threw out a first pitch a couple years ago, and I was really nervous, and I had to warm up for like ten minutes. Did you prepare at all? You're like, you know what? I'm going to throw this ball, and whatever happens, happens.
2: So I had some friends over the night before, um, my five-year-old, his two best buddies and their parents came over just for, you know, after school to hang out in the backyard, the weather was nice. And I was telling them about it and I'm like, wait a second. And so my friend, Katie's husband, Bill is one of the coaches at Lewis and Clark. Some of the baseball coaches, he's like, go get the ball. We need to get in the backyard. We need to practice. So we, we went back and he's like, first and foremost, don't throw from the mound. You got to move up. No offense, but you just need to move up. I was like, okay, sounds good. Yeah, I should I'll consider it done. So I, I moved up and then I just kept throwing strike after strike and it's nothing in my backyard, but then you get out there and you know, I hear you, you know, saying such lovely things. And I just had some banter with the actual team, you know, in the dugout before we came over and it was, that was hilarious. So that kind of got my mind, you know, racing everywhere else. And I was like, focus, focus. And when you get up there and it is, it it is so different. you like, you get these nerves that I'm like, what is happening? Why, why don't I know how to like my arms, not working. I've never thrown (laughs) anything in my life. And so I was glad at at least it it went down the middle, but man, it it was nothing like I practiced the night before.
1: Well, that's the thing is people probably assume because you're on television for every Blazers game, you're talking in front of hundreds of thousands of people like, well, Brooke doesn't get nervous, but of course you do. (laughs)
2: those situations I do on, it's so funny. Like I've been doing this for a long time. I I started in college football and I, all I've been, then I moved to college basketball and then I finally ended up where I wanted to be in the NBA. And like you mentioned, I'm looking at a camera where there are hundreds of thousands of people and I know this, but I don't really think about it. You know, I just think me, I know I want to say, I always was told from some amazing people in the business, just act like you're talking to your best friend at home. Like it's just you and her, you and him. Just like explaining what's going on, just be yourself. Don't act like you're, you know, you're trying to re- like speak to a certain audience or whatever. You just speak to your best friend. That will just be the, you know, the most authentic you. So the, I've gotten used to it over the over the years. I mean, I, I always have a little bit of like excitement right before we go on, you know, on live. And I think that's that's good. That's helpful. But I gotta tell you, I was I got I got done. I was so lucky. My parents are in town, so I went up there. I was like, oh, I'm hot. Oh. I don't have it. I don't, I just blacked out. I don't remember anything that happened. Was it okay? Like I got so nervous and it's just a different animal where you're actually like, that's why, that's why I give it up for athletes. I mean, I played in high school. That's nothing compared to what these guys are doing professionally night in and night out. And and that's, that's the pickles. That's the blazers that it's every professional team, no matter how many people are in the stands or not, you're out there performing. And even though it feels natural, like normally when you get out there and you're in front of people, it takes a while. I think at least for me, it took a, a minute to get comfortable in that situation. So it's funny how a a one camera that you're looking at that has hundreds of thousands of people behind it is not as nerve wracking as throwing out the first pitch at a pickles game. It was, it was something I tell you, my, my nerves were shot. An 1100 person, you know I mean? It
0: was like kind of a, a lower volume than what they usually have, you know, with the, the social distancing and everything. And so, I mean, just imagine, you know, times that by whatever, yeah. um, that is hilarious though. I mean, uh, Jake and I, so the, the crew, the other creator of this show and I, before we were, uh, working for the pickles, they let us do it. And, um, he was like really amped up about it, you know, and I was just like, you know what? I mean, I'm gonna do whatever, you know, and then he ended up bouncing his, and I didn't bounce mine. And, you know, I
2: don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, so, you know, that's all that matters as long as you don't bounce it. Like mine was, you know, it was close enough to a strike for me, but it is a different animal, you know, and it's the same thing. I mean, I've done stand up comedy at the MODA Center for like 6,500 people, but then it's like when you come to like something that you have to actually physically do that's not part mm-hmm. of your muscle memory. Then you're like, totally. I don't know if I don't know if I can do this. Like, it's just yeah. Athletes are a different thing in general too. I mean, like I play beer league hockey, right? And we we joke that it's like if if you're good at sports, like the game slows down in like Mm -hmm. to your to your eyes and your brain, and then for me it speeds up. You know, same. You know, and you're like, oh, okay, I (laughs) I blew it. You know,
2: I will say though that um, kudos to you because. So, so I, I would say my top three passions. Um, I love obviously sports, n- mainly the NBA. Always has been since I was a kid. Um, it's just it's in my blood. My dad was a coach, and we just grew up. I grew up watching games with him, and so this is just a dream being able to work in the NBA and cover it. Um, and I, I also my second love is uh, comedy, and so the fact that you can do stand up comedy I, that is, in my opinion, the, the most nerve wracking, difficult. I can't imagine getting up on a stage and being like, make us laugh. Go make us laugh. Like, I can't imagine it. I no. have such an. <laughs> <I> <laughs> no, mean, go ahead, Jeff.
1: I was just going to say, Brooke. So Shane, who used to do outsiders with us, he had a yeah. live comedy show for a while and he texted me about an hour before it, and he's like, hey, I have this funny thing that I want you to do with the show. Are you, are you are you up for something? And I was like, OK, mm-hmm. that that's fine. And I do like this. 1920s voice. Like, Hey, it's a crack of jack shot. See and that kind of stuff. And he's like, I want you to do that voice. And we're going to give you like the history of baseball. And you read it for like 30 to 45 seconds. Well, it's kind of a practical joke. on me because what they did was they literally took the Wikipedia entry for baseball. They printed it off and had me read it. And I'm not kidding you. It was probably only 90 seconds. And I got a few laughs when I started, but there were some crickets oh, no. about 60 seconds in. It was brutal and I had an appreciation for what these guys do before that but after that no thanks it, it's a different beast
2: oh a different beast and because you never know how things are going to land like I know my gr- group of girlfriends and like I know what makes them laugh they know what makes me laugh and it's just the dumbest stuff in the world when you get up on a stage and things that you think are funny you're like oh I can't wait to say oh I can't wait till they hear this one and then it's just the, the reaction is like like you said crickets like where do you go from there how do you keep going how do you like just on to the next like I would just want to be like and that's it for me and I'm all, like, I'm, I'm done for the <laughs> evening I, I just don't think I would have I don't know. I, I don't think I my stomach I could stomach it I, I don't have I have a thick skin. When you're in the business of TV, you kind of have to have a little bit of a thick so have to you have to have a thick skin. But that right there is a completely different animal to me. And so kudos to those who do stand-up comedy. I love it. So my, music is my third, I think I said three. So that's why I was bummed at the Pickles game because Sarah Colonna wasn't there. John Ryan's wife, who I really wanted to see because I've always appreciated her comedy over the years. But that's okay.
0: Yeah, she's a killer. It's so funny. Like I, I, I always tell people this when they're like, how do you do that? It was like when I was like 16 years old. Uh, remember Maxim Magazine? Of course you do, but Maxim Magazine used to have a like...
2: A I was how- in the top 10. I was top 10 Maxim girls. Oh, nice. I'm it kidding. Was, I wasn't. I, I was you. not. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't.
0: Well, there was like a little section in the beginning that was always like a, a how-to, right? And it was always like a dumb how-to or it was like build a cedar fence or whatever, right? And then mm-hmm. one of them was like how to be a stand-up comedian. And it was actually an interview with Greg Proops, who I've always respected as a comic. And he, he just laid it out. Like you just go and you're really bad at it for a long, long time. And then it like, there comes a point where it just stops hurting to be bad at it. And then that's when you really can like flourish, you know, where it's like, it's not like you just get better. Mm You just, the being bad at it just like hurts less over time. You know, it's like you round that edge off and then you're like, okay, I can do this, whatever. I don't care.
2: Now yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense to me. I think that's on a, a different curve than like, I would say that's it, a lot. That's a lot of it for most jobs. Like I would say for me too. I mean, I would, I would, it's cringeworthy for me to go back and look at my earlier stuff. Like right when I started, I mean, I'm like, gosh, what was I doing? What was I saying? You know, who, <laughs> who is this? But that, I think there's a different curve for being like a comedian Like that's, that probably hurts more because you do have an audience right there in your face. But that's the thing all,
1: is that immediate feedback Brooke because you're right talking into a camera is different like maybe you have a sense if you occasionally flub something and you're like ah I kind of missed that you think about it during the commercial for a second and then you move on but to actually see people's faces
0: (laughs) totally different thing so I did want to say so just to get your opinion right so you've been uh, you've done sideline for Indiana Pacers and now the Blazers so, I mean, throwing out the first pitch for a Pickles game—like, I mean, how does this rank for? And just your experience at Walker Stadium—like, how did you feel about it? You had a good time
2: overall. I had the best. Oh, I had the best time. I, I so I I went to a couple of Pickles games. Was it, it was two summers ago? Obviously not not last summer. But we, I actually got to do it once. Then I was even worse then. So I have improved my pitching, my fr- my first pitching from the first time a little bit, not a lot, a little bit but it's such a fun atmosphere. Like I said, my parents were here, so they got to go. And, you know, I had been texting with John and I asked him, are you guys coming? And he said, Sarah can't come, but I can. I was like, great. And then the next day he said, Oh, I can't either. I'm like, well, I just wanted Sarah anyway. So I was bummed out to begin with. I'll get over it. Like I love John though. I think he's done, I think it's so great what he's done with the pickles. And I love that there's that uh, connection between the Seahawks. I mean, you know, he's obviously no longer one, but still that just the, just the synergy between, you know, the cities in the Pacific Northwest and them supporting each other's teams. I love that. But it's, I just love the atmosphere there. Like people are so into it. My mom was like, that man has a pickle earring. I was like, yes, he does mom. Yes, he does. And she thought that was the cutest and just the families. I went up and talked to this family with the baby. I just couldn't stop looking at this baby and they were just so into it. I went up and I just talked to everyone's just wants to chat. They're just such a social group and they're so into the team, but they're, they're just happy to be there. And I, I loved every second of it. You know, I, I was not to say personally, or I mean, I would, like, it was, it sounds so selfish, but like, I wasn't allowed to be around fans for 99% of the season. And that's one of my favorite parts of my job uh, covering the blazers. So just to be in a group of people that are cheering on a team, like be in there with them. Mm-hmm. It just made me feel good. Again, my heart felt full and it, it was, even though you would, I don't know how many you said, I think you said 1100. I mean, it, it felt like it was a, it was a full stadium to me, just because all the passion and excitement about being there, and the fans and the kids and just, you guys do such a good job there with your promotions. And the, I bought some pickles about some Wiggles pickles. I did. I just was supporting left and right.
0: Yeah. People have tattoos. I mean, you thought you thought an earring was exciting. People have, <laughs> people have pickle tattoos. I mean, they had a tattoo awesome.
1: night. They had, they, they had a whole <laughs> night where you could get pickle
0: they're tattoos. Gonna, and, I think they're doing like four or five of them this season.
2: No, no way. They did it I one remember. time
0: and then it, it just took so long. They had a yes. the real, real frame of reference of how long it takes to give even somebody a small tattoo. And there was oh like, I think gosh. they only got through like three or four of them in that night. And then they were like, well, we had a hundred people sign up for it or whatever, you know? And Shut then, up. Yeah. People are, people are all about it. They're like, I'll get a oh. pickle. T-. You know, people got a lot of dumb tattoos.
1: What's a pickle. tattoo?
2: You know. Might as well just throw in a pickle. I love that yeah. so much.
1: <laughs> yeah. The promotion stuff they do there is so wild, but the tattoo one really has taken the cake. So far. So, Brooke, it was I I put it out on Twitter and you and you you mentioned it right there. You know, people come approach you, they they recognize you from TV, obviously. They're excited to chat with you. And for folks listening, Brooke is everything. Now I'm, I'm not gonna gas you up too much, Brooke, but I have to give you this compliment. <laughs> but you Brooke is exactly who you think she is. I saw her walk over to that baby. You shook someone's <laughs> hand. You embraced the baby almost simultaneously. I was like, "Brooke Olsendam, <laughs> cut it out over there." It was it, it was fantastic, but just to see everyone, you know, be be a part of it in this way, and to see you embrace it and you there with your folks, it was it was a great sight. And I I, I just can't say enough about the organization, the team, and people like you in the media of of, of a certain stature embracing it and just bringing visibility to it. It's it's awesome.
0: Was that the no, I, Triceratops baby, though? It was. It was. Oh, OK. It was. Well, that's yeah. That baby was too much. <laughs> like, you know, no one could resist that.
2: He but had yeah. a little hat on. He had a little hat on for the majority of it. And he was so cute. And his dad was so backstory. I went up and in my mind, you know how you can just assume things and you shouldn't do that. It's not the right thing to do. I went up to him and what who I thought was his wife. And I said, oh, he's so cute. And she's like and he goes, this is his mother this is his aunt. And so I was like, oh, so what a good uncle you are carrying him around. He's like, no, no, no. I'm his dad. This is my sister. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like all confused for a second. But they were so cute. It was brother and sister. And he took his sister to the game, took his baby as well. I got it all figured out and they were just, again, like i mentioned, just so excited to be out and about around other people cheering on the team. It's such a fun atmosphere. If people are, if people are watching, I assume they already are listening to the podcast. I assume they already know that, but tell your friends, you know, tell everyone that, you know, it's just to get out there and experience it. Cause you would, you don't know what you're missing in, until you're there. It was just, it was the best. And then it started raining. People didn't care. You know, I mean, it was so beautifully and sunny. It was beautiful and sunny out. And it was just like a little bit of a mist and then a little bit more, but then, but then not at all. And people didn't care. It was just, they were happy to be there. And I, I just had the best time. And I will, that will not be my last game uh, this summer for sure. I love what you guys are doing out there.
0: I love it. We loved having you. Thanks for coming on. I know with the, you know, with all these uh, kids from the Murrow school of broadcasting, we could probably talk like this for an hour, but uh, <laughs> well, will uh, I do want to give you a chance. Do you, do you want to talk about the, the Brooke hearts your heart or sure plug that real quick where people can contribute to that?
2: No, I appreciate that so much. Yeah, so Brooke, hearts your heart. You can go to Trailblazers um, and find it there. And we did our big fundraiser in, the, in Heart Month, of course, which was February. But that doesn't mean that our work is done. Uh, actually, tomorrow we—I am a part of. So but since then, I haven't announced it yet, but I will because I haven't taken office yet. But I am now. Uh, I'm a board member on for the American Heart Association, which is my first time I've been a board member on anything. Heck so yeah. I have to like be like a real true adult responsible person. And I'm going to do my best, uh, you know, <laughs> you do, the, do the things that board members do. And so I have a, the, we have a, it's a kind of a kickoff tomorrow at four o'clock of zoom. So that's my first kind of thing I'm going to check in on. And, and our goal is to just continue to raise awareness. You guys I'll be giving out information throughout the season Summertime is kind of more like ramping up for, you know, when the season starts for me, not just for my profession, but for Brooke Hearts Your Heart. And then we really get into it when the season starts to get as many eyeballs as you can. But this one was a huge success. And you guys probably saw my tweet that I really wanted to make sure I gave a shout out to Terry Stotts and his wife, Jan, who gave $5,000, which was obviously the biggest donation. And it was matched, of course, by the wonderful Trailblazers organization. So essentially that was a $10,000 gift. So we met our goal and went above and beyond it. And again, a huge thanks to all the fans and just anyone that got involved, even if you heard it through a friend and you're not even a big Blazers fan, you still managed to donate. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. It was another huge success. And um, we're so excited about some different things we can do next season because You know, fans will be back in the building and we can incorporate that a little bit more. So it was just a a different kind of season, but the support was still out of this world. And so, again, I think everyone and we're going to think of new ways to kind of give you guys some new information and knowledge about um, some heart heart disease and just anything that has to do with your heart. So there is going to be a lot more to come. The majority will be in the month of February, but we'll be you know, dropping things left and right. So keep an eye out on trailblazers.com in my Twitter, which is Brooke Dam on Twitter and the Dam on Instagram. Thank you for letting me do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Follow that, uh, that Twitter and Instagram, if you don't already and, um, Brooke Dam, thank you so much for coming on and being part of brain time.
2: Thank you so much for having me on. And I promise that I will be at another game shortly. I'm going to Orcas Island with my family this weekend. It's a an annual Olsendam thing so I'll be out of town for a little bit when I come back into town I will look at the calendar and I will be back at Walker Stadium and I didn't get a hot dog this time around which I'm very disappointed in myself so that is my goal next time around
1: jalapeno cheddar dog they, yeah they, oh. do it. they bring me one every game it's in my contract you gotta get
2: <laughs> insider info well I'll be sitting right next to you again did you remember how excited I was when I saw I was sitting next to you
1: I was when, when I saw the little <laughs> placard the Olsen family I'm like okay <laughs> They're all coming out to Walker stadium. I love this. That was, that was a great time. I can't wait to see you out there again.
2: I got- and by the way, what was the final score? Gentlemen?
1: 11 oh. to one.
2: Hey, yeah. yo.
0: Good luck sick.
1: charm. Yep,
0: absolutely. No, I got home from, I got home from the game last night. And was like, Oh, I'm kind of hungry. What's for dinner? Oh, I made hot dogs. I was like, <laughs> I've had 37 <laughs> hot dogs in the last five days. That's what- <laughs> He's like yeah i thought about it once i started cooking them it was too late i was like all right well give me a hot dog
2: it's fine that's too funny that's too <laughs> funny well thank you guys so much for having me and we'll all have a jalapeno cheddar dog next time i'm there heck yeah thank Thanks, you Brooke. Brooke. you got it
0: all right. we... not hanging up
2: not hanging up
0: well we already kicked <laughs> i'm slamming off, my laptop
2: yeah <laughs> Slam. i'm so mad about the hot dog talk yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's funny all right. That was fun, guys. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thanks for. Uh, Very
1: kind of you. Thank you, Brooke.
0: Thanks for showing of up. Of course. really fun. Hopefully uh, when you come back, um, we can hang out at the game and goof around. Well, maybe we'll get you yes. out there for like uh, a dizzy bat or something like that. Humiliate 100%. yourself publicly. Something. No. Great you hear pickle something? drinking
2: contest. Oh no! That I was mad. I was that was on the one. Pickle drink. That's the one. Yeah. I love pickle juice. I was like, why? Why am I not out there? This is like my my mommy looked at. She goes, "This is your contest." I'm like, oh, <laughs> I know. So let's do that one. But I'm not. I'm not opposed to the um the that one because Joe, you'll appreciate this. Well, both of you will. But when I was at I was a freshman year, Wazoo, I got asked to do it. And if you won it, you got your books for free the whole year. Ooh, and, wow. and I won it. I got my books free, but, but there was controversy because the guy went against said I didn't hurt, hit first base. <laughs> and everyone was like, "It she did, she did. And he's like, so mad. He's uh, off. I was like, I got free books for the year. My mom was thrilled.
1: That's so funny, <laughs> Brooke. I did one of those at Beasley back in the day, but and that's when no one went to basketball games. They were really, really bad when I was a freshman. You had to put all these ski clothes on at center mm-hmm. court and then go make a lay-in. I followed the rules, put all my ski clothes on. Yeah. I run down, make a layup. I turn around. This guy's got just the jacket on, and he. No. Me. And I'm like, well, what's going on around here.
2: So, Martial no, law, I'm Pullman. If it's that visibly, like if you can see that he's there are clothes on the ground that he's not worn, I completely support your exactly. That. That's bull. Exactly. Well, I the cheated and I was, won, so Whoops. Yeah, the funny thing with contests
0: at the uh, at the old uh, Walker Stadium is we encourage any kind of cheating. We <laughs> we're we're all for it. I love yeah, it. There's no integrity. There's no, you know it's great oh good
2: now that i know that i want to be in all the contests <laughs> yeah
0: yeah you'll, we'll, you'll have 37 pairs of uh pickle socks
2: oh i can't before wait the season's I'm, over i'm here for it thank you guys so much i gotta Thanks, get to the end of this game great yeah. have a good night have Thanks a good night again. go sons you too go Suns. amen
1: See you, Bye, friends go coogs
2: go coogs <laughs> let's go pick
1: Let's go Pickles. I love Inside Inside Baseball. It's honestly my favorite part of the show.
0: It, okay, love so it. Inside Inside Baseball is also one of the things that I love the most. And it's kind of fun because we get to kind of get outside of, like, the pickle, you know. Yeah. We're inside the jar a lot, you know. Like, we're very pickle-centric, but then it's like, well, let's just, what's going on just in baseball in general? And, This is something that I honestly think I asked this question three seasons ago. When Shohei Otani became the sensation that he is for the Los Angeles Angels of California, or whatever they're calling themselves now, when he first came over, they said, he's going to pitch, he's going to hit. And I said, I've never heard of this before, but can a pitcher be the DH? Does the DH have to not play in the field? And no matter what I typed into Google, I could not get an answer. It was like, well, I think you're trying to say this. I was like, no, what I want to know. And I never really asked anybody who was like super baseball-y. But most people I, I talked to about it were like, oh, man, I don't know. I've never seen that happen. And the way that they were treating him, it seemed like you couldn't do that.
1: So you're basically Where, saying, if I could just interject for a second, you're saying because he yeah. plays in the American League and the pitcher doesn't hit, can you take the position of designated hitter and have the pitcher who's currently in the game also be the designated hitter so he can get a turn in the lineup? Yes. okay, interesting.
0: And the answer is yes. Oh. that is since Joe Madden has taken over as the skip of the Angels, that is what they are doing mm. when he on the nights when he pitches he is also the dh he is dhing for himself and wow. which is awesome and it so is. when he first got there they were giving him like he wasn't even batting within like two games of of his pitching starts they were so like precious with him and they were like oh we don't you know we're not going to even put him in the box if he's pitching the next day or whatever right and now they're just like oh you can do it all and, I mean, he's had injury stuff, and but at this point, it's been pretty cool to see that if he is the pitcher, he is also the DH. And I think it's only, like, the second time that anybody's ever really pulled that off.
1: Well, especially now in baseball, because it has become such a specialized game where this guy pitches in the sixth, this guy can only face left-handed hitters if it's between the seventh and eighth inning, and it's 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 all these very specialized things. And the idea that you would ever let a pitcher do anything besides pitch because I think the caveman mentality in that respect is like, well, if he's focusing on hitting, it's taken away from preparation as a pitcher. And it's like, no, this guy is just great at both these things. And you're wasting an asset if you don't let him hit, if he has the opportunity to. So kudos to the organization for allowing that sort of greatness to exist because I think folks would lean toward the more conservative play.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and the interesting thing is they still are, Very conservative with him in in other aspects. So I guess there was, I don't know if you heard about this, maybe a week ago there was a traffic jam eh, on the Bay Bridge and they were playing in Oakland. And he wasn't able to get to the ballpark within the amount of time that he usually takes. So he's usually like a four hour before game time kind of guy and goes through his routine. And I think he was only going to get there like two hours before the game. And they scratched him from his pitching start. They're like, yeah, that's just not enough. Well, it's like, God, I feel like that would be enough time. But it's like just the routine. And especially like, as we know from, you know, the guys that we grew up watching and loving, like Ichiro and that kind of like their approach, you know, to Japanese players in general, their approach to the game is a little bit more regimented. You
1: know, I I just I just hear my dad in my head saying, I. What Warren spawned through 40 complete games in 1962? Why the hell can't these guys get out there and pitch? But no, I get it. I mean, that's that is a pretty intense uh, little warm up routine, though. Four four hours before the game. That's about what you do, though, isn't it? You want to get to walk the walkabout four hours beforehand. Yeah. Taste the dirt. The, throw the grass su- su- up. Studio
0: studios. <laughs> su- studios <laughs> yeah. Getting the voice hot. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, I just thought that was funny. You that know, is cool. The- as the timeline got shorter and shorter, you know, like, cause they, they had him on a bus and then the bus wasn't going to make it. So they put him on a car and I think he ended up like riding a bicycle there or something like it was a whole thing. And then, uh, they were like, yeah, sorry, we're not gonna, you're not going to be able to play today. You just haven't been hanging out here long enough. <laughs> that's the real, that's a big finisher.
1: Yeah. So to
0: so speak.
2: I've,
0: so there you go. If you'd been wondering if a, pitcher can also dh within the same game that they are pitching now you know and if you're not paying attention to uh, shohei otani you should be he might be the greatest baseball player ever to walk the earth it remains to be seen but as of right now he's uh, pretty impressive so that is our show thank you everyone for joining us for brian time thank you joe simons for the co-host
1: i feel okay about it
0: shout out to marimba mike for the intro music dusty fox for the outro music Thank you to xray.fm. They'll be broadcasting the show every Friday at noon is what it sounds like. Uh, check that out. Follow the Instagram page at brinetime underscore pod. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you out at Walker Stadium. Go Pickles. Yeah. Uh, like the spark out at Lance Park. Cracking wooden bats, slapping, illuminating the dark. Popcorn, sunflower seeds, PDX, and North Precious in the West Coast League. Yeah, Portland, never known to be fickle. Deep in Southeast, that's the home of the pickles. Brine time, home of the pickles. Brine time, brine time, that's the home of the pickles.